Hi, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Courtney. And this is Caffeinated Crimes. Uh, we're just hopping, hopping back in this week. I don't know, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Good well, start. Well, then. Start. <laughs> we're just hopping back in this week. Um, I don't that know. On a t-shirt. <laughs> That's our new motto. <laughs> I was, my brain was like, say something different. And that's what I came up with. That's what came out. Um, if you guys are Patreon subscribers, hello. We are here on video today. Oh, um, yeah, we are. Hi. So that's fun. If you guys are not on Patreon, but you want to see the um, video and unedited version of this episode. So, you know, it's an espresso. Courtney's doing a lot of talking. Courtney's already yeah. messed up her words in the bonus that we recorded this morning. So I'm excited to see where this one goes. If you want to hear all of the bloopers, you can um, go to patreon.com slash caffeinated crimes, where for as little as $5 a month, I think mm-hmm. you get these monthly bonus unedited um, episodes too. So yeah be pretty cool um you get to see my guest room and all the <laughs> decorations i have in here just random bullshit all tied together yeah um you see the terrible lighting because i don't have curtains you know it's just adult things just girly things um <laughs> so we do have um, a few updates it was a pretty big week for some celebrity sentencing um mm-hmm. so r kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison for federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges um and he is placed on suicide watch Yes. Um, I mean, hate that for you, R. Kelly. I don't know what to, what to tell you. Um, also, uh, Red Handed recently did an episode on R. Kelly. Um, so it was super interesting. So definitely check them out if you want to hear some deeper dive into all of his various sexual crimes. Um, speaking yeah. of sexual crimes, again, big news this week. So Ghislaine Maxwell was also sentenced to 20 years for her role in aiding and abetting Jeffrey Epstein. Um, Honestly, I was shocked that she got as much time as she did being as high profile as she is and being in all of that circle. Um, Mm -hmm. Very pleasantly surprised that, I mean, definitely should be longer, but surprised that she got as much as she did, which of course we know that means she'll be out in like eight, but. Yeah, but you know, maybe they just let her they're like, oh, she got sentenced, so it's fine. Everything's fine. Hmm. Don't look at us over here. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so pretty big week for sentencing. Um, both pretty high-profile people who got pretty lengthy sentences, although we know if they weren't uh, celebrities, they would get longer, and they deserve longer. But, yep. you know, it's where we are in hmm. life. <laughs> Take what we can get, I guess. Um, so speaking of high profile, uh, this one is kind of relevant to recent events. Um, while researching this also, I was like, I hope this man doesn't come after me because he's out of prison now. Um, well, not okay. prison, but he wasn't in prison. He was in like a, anyway, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> so articles this week were an NPR article, a whitehouse.gov article, NBC News and CBS News, as well as biography.com, history.com, and famoustrials.com. So John Hinckley Jr. was born in Ardmore, Oklahoma on May 29th, 1955. I'm sure I butchered that city, but sorry, Oklahoma. Good Um, enough. (laughs) Good enough. So his father was a successful businessman in the energy industry, and John was the youngest of three children. 
And so John and his family moved to Texas when he was very young. He seemed to be a good student and he played well in sports. So he played basketball and football. Um, however, like once John hit high school, he just like started to change. Like he lost interest in sports. He lost interest in friends. Um, he decided to just stay in his room, like alone, playing his guitar and listening to music, kind of just like a very huge change from like, oh, here's the popular sports guy to now he never leaves his room and just plays guitar all alone. Mm-hmm. So after graduating high school, he attended Texas Tech University in the mid-1970s. However, he did quit college in 1976 and moved to California. He wanted to be a songwriter, but his career never really took off. Like, we all know how difficult it is (laughs) to uh, become famous in the world. Yeah. So later that year, he did move in with his parents who had moved to Colorado and for the next few years, he would just kind of drift around California and Texas, just kind of going wherever he felt like. So in 1976, the movie Taxi Driver came out and John was quickly obsessed. So Taxi Driver is a Martin Scorsese film that was written by Paul Schrader and starred Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster. So all big names in the movie industry there. So the film is set in New York City after the Vietnam War, and Robert De Niro plays a taxi driver who wants to save a young sex worker played by Jodie Foster and ends up stalking a presidential candidate. So Taxi Driver is now like considered one of the greatest movies like of all time, but it was pretty heavily criticized at the time, which this is something I did not know because I've personally not seen the movie, but Jodie Foster was only 12 when she was cast to play a child sex worker. Yeah, she was wow. 12. Wow. I did not know she was that young. Um, <laughs> so many people like didn't really feel comfortable with this because they're mm-hmm. like, she's a 12 year old and you're making her play these like this role like that can be kind of traumatizing for her. Like, I wonder, too, if that was like more normal then, because I feel like now anything that's like remotely sexual, like you always have like someone in their early 20s even playing like a 13 year old, yeah. you know, so yikes. Wow. Yeah. So John, as I said, was obsessed and he reportedly watched the movie up to 15 times, which is a lot before streaming services. So yeah. this was the seventies. Like you didn't have Netflix that you could just like hit play. And play <laughs> um, and he began trying to act like Robert De Niro's character. So he was copying the way he dressed, his preferences, his mannerisms. He began keeping a diary, wearing an army fatigue jacket and boots, drinking peach brandy, and developed a fascination with guns. So he's just trying to become Robert De Niro's character. And John's obsession with taxi drivers soon morphed into an obsession with Jodie Foster. So also, like I knew about this whole the idea of this case, but I didn't know he was obsessed with a 12-year-old Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. so pretty grimy. Yeah. So in 1977, he realized his music career was failing, and he went back to Texas Tech, and he sporadically attended classes and spent most of his time alone, and so over the next two years, John's parents became concerned about his depression, like it's just getting worse and worse. Um, he began taking antidepressants and sedatives, and he'd written a letter to his sister saying, my nervous system is shot. I take heavy medication for it, which doesn't seem to do good. So even he's kind of like, things aren't going well. Mm -hmm. And in August, 1979, John bought his first gun and began target shooting. And he reportedly played Russian roulette two times that fall. So 
I will never understand the um, the appeal of that. That doesn't sound like a good time. No, no. no not at all. And with my luck, it would be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so by Christmas of this year, he did spend the holiday by himself because he was scared to face his family. And he actually took a photo of himself holding a gun to his temple, which is like, I saw the video. I saw the picture. Mm. Not a huge fan. Mm. Not a huge fan of it. No. Um, and he slowly added to his gun collection over the years. So in 1980, John told his parents he had a new life goal. He said, I want to be a writer. No more songwriting. I'm going to be a writer. You know, I'm just going to keep doing these things where you are just so likely to be successful and make it. You know, I'm just going to go from one to the other. Yeah. I'm going to do the easy path here. You know? Mm -hmm. So he asked them to pay for writing classes at Yale. So... Just a very small think favor. If my kid came to me and was like, Yale, like you couldn't just choose like Colorado State, right? I mean, do something like, can you go to this community college down the street and, and yeah. get some, some writing classes here? Um, but Yale was not random why he picked it. And he wasn't really interested about the writing class, but more so one of Yale's undergraduates, Jody Foster. So mm. With $3,600 of his parents' money, he set off for Connecticut. Um, He made many attempts to reach out to Jody. He left her letters and poems in her mailbox, and he even got a hold of her and spoke to her twice on the phone. However, she did reject his attempts, and she was not interested. Um, And I'm sure she was probably getting a lot of this, too, like creepy people writing her. I'm sorry. How old is he at this time now when he's going to these writing classes? He's born in 55 and this is 80. So, okay. Is that 35, 25? This is the 80s. 25. Yeah, 65, 75. More than, yeah, yeah, between 25 and 30. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Just wanted to. So, still like mid 20s here, still like kind of young. So, he decided, I think I know the best way to win her over. Like I know how to get her attention. Um, and it's just casually kill a president. Mm, yeah. Just casual. Good idea. Yeah. So first he wanted to kill Jimmy Carter, who was president at the time, which like rude, like Jimmy Carter is such a nice man, like, right? Such like a sweet man, nice <laughs> man, you know, like, come on now. Yeah. So in a three day period, John visited three cities where Carter was having presidential rallies. So Washington, DC, Columbus, and Dayton. And video in Dayton actually shows he was able to get within 20 feet of Jimmy Carter at that rally. Wow. Um, But he claims at this point, he was unable to get himself like into a frame of mind where he could kill. So he's like, I should do this, but I'm not like fully committed yet, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess murder is a pretty big deal, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to be in the right headspace, I guess. So for the next few weeks, he flew across the countries, making appearances in New Haven and Lincoln, Nebraska. Like he's just going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he then went to Nashville to see Carter again. And security offers, officers at Nashville Airport arrested John for having handguns in his bag and confiscated his guns. But he just paid a fine and he was released. So he flew to Dallas where he por- purchased more guns. So even though he just had this offense for flying with guns he's able to just go to dallas and buy more wait so you mean there's not like a system that like flags that or anything wow whoa which i can understand in the 80s but in (laughs) fucking today's world what you doing what you doing so he then went to washington continuing to just like follow carter's campaign he's just like following him across the u.s 
So on October 20th, John had used all the money borrowed from his parents. So he flew back to his parents' home in Colorado and his parents are pretty disappointed that they hadn't (laughs) used, he hadn't used their money as promised. Cause like he promised them, like I'm using this money for this. And Mm -hmm. clearly he was using it on his, let me follow Jimmy Carter around everywhere. Um, so John did overdose on antidepressant soon after. So the Hinkley's scheduled to meet for him to meet with like a psychologist, Dr. John Hopper. So Dr. Hopper met with him a few times over the four months, but never learned about his Jody Foster obsession or his idea to assassinate a president. So he's meeting with him quite a few times, but John never brings these parts up. Um, he was pushing though, for the Hinkley's to try and get John more towards emotional and financial freedom. So he's like in his twenties and his parents just kind of keep coddling him. Like they keep just giving him money and like mm-hmm. taking him back in. And he's like, maybe like push him a little bit. Cause he's going to just rely on you for the rest of his life. Like maybe yeah. get him a little bit more independent. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, John's mental health did not improve and it actually became worse. So now he's turning his attention to the new elected president, Ronald Reagan. So little history on Ronald Reagan. He was born on February 6th, 1911 to Nell and John Reagan in Tampico, Illinois. Tampa, Tampico. There can't be another way to pronounce that, right? <laughs> I'm sure Somebody there is. Tell me. There is. There probably is. Tampico. <laughs> Tempico. <laughs> it's actually Tampical. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's like a silent letter that you there. have to like <laughs> your throat. <laughs> so he attended high school in Dixon and went to Eureka College. So he studied economics and sociology and he played football and acted in school plays as well. And once he graduated, he actually became a sports radio, a radio sports announcer. And there was just this random like screen test in 1937. And he actually like won this like contest kind of thing where he got a contract in Hollywood. And he actually went on to star in 53 films like over his career. So I didn't realize it was that many. Wow. Yeah, it was quite a few. Um, I haven't seen anything with him in it, though, I guess, because it's like older stuff. Yeah. But I feel like maybe I should just go watch like some of them. But Next Patreon, <laughs> Corey and Jackson review of Ronald Reagan <laughs> <laughs> So he did have two children, Maureen and Michael, with his first wife, Jane Wyman. And he later married actress Nancy Davis. So I think we all know Nancy Reagan. She's pretty, pretty popular. Um, and they also, they had two children together, Patricia Ann and Ronald Prescott. So as time went on, like Ronald Reagan kind of shifted his views from liberal to conservative, and he began touring the country as a television host speaking on conservatism, 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 Jesus, (laughs) conservatism. Why does that word sound so weird when I say it? (laughs) I think that's right. Conservatism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's right, but it just sounds wrong coming off my mouth. It kind of, it kind of felt like there should be like another syllable in there somewhere. That's what I, I feel like I'm forgetting something. (laughs) You you know, you get the gist. Yeah. Anyway, so in 1966, he was elected governor of California and was reelected in 1970. Then in 1980, he won the Republican presidential nomination and his running mate was George H.W. Bush. You may have heard of him. Um, So Reagan did win the election with 489 electoral votes, which is a lot. Yeah. Wow. A lot. (laughs) It's a big... um... 
Like I Big think win. Jimmy Carter <laughs> only got like 40. Yeah. Like, so it was kind of a, which I'm not going to go much into it because guys, we just don't have the bandwidth to talk about politics. <laughs> um, but basically like it was one of those things where like the economy was kind of down during mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter. So it's this shiny Ronald yeah. Reagan, who's going to come in and, you know, he's a familiar face because you've seen him on your TV and, you know, stuff like that. So on January 21st, 1981, Reagan took office. So John was traveling again to Washington, where Reagan was, um, New York City and New Haven again. He's just boop, 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 boop around. Um, and when he was in New York City, he contemplated killing himself in front of the Dakota, similar to how John Lennon died. So if anyone is an armchair expert fan, I don't know if you've ever heard they go ding, 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 whenever things like line up. That's literally what I thought when I saw it's like ding, ding, ding. Do you remember our episode like three weeks ago about John Lennon? It was not planned. It's crazy. Um, so on December 31st, 1980, John recorded himself in a disturbing monologue where he spoke of not really wanting to hurt John- Jodie Foster, fears about losing his sanity and the likelihood of Suicide City if Jody did not love him back. So clearly he's not doing well. He's right not now. in a great place <laughs> mentally at this time. No. So John returned to Colorado again on March 7th, 1981. And his father, Jack told him like, you don't have a job. You cannot return to this house. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to put up some boundaries here. Yep. Like you can't, you're just, you know, using our money for whatever. Like you can't come back to the house. You got to make some, some show of effort here. (laughs) Yeah. Jack did give him $200 for a hotel because he's like, well, you are my son. I can't be homeless. Um, And John just sat alone watching television and reading. And he did sneak to see his mother, Joanne, several times during this. So you kind of have Jack putting his foot down and Joanne just sneaking and talking to her son. (laughs) I get it. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. So on March 25th, Joanne drove John to the Denver airport and John said to his mother, I want to thank you, mom, for everything you've done for me all these years. So Joanne was like, mm. that really scared me. Yeah. And I, I assume she probably thought like he's going to hurt himself, not yeah. what he's about to do. So John checked into the Park Central Hotel in Washington, D.C. And early on March 30th, he woke up and had breakfast at McDonald's. Um, And he took a Valium and he wrote a letter to Jody saying, Dear Jody, there is a definite possibility that I will be killed in my attempt to get Reagan. It is for this very reason that I'm writing you this letter now. As you well know by now, I love you very much. Over the past seven months, I've left you dozens of poems, letters, and love messages in the faint hope that you could develop an interest in me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Although we talked on the phone a couple of times, I never had the nerve to simply approach you and introduce myself. Besides my shyness, I honestly do not wish to bother you with my constant presence. I know many messages left at your door and in your mailbox were a nuisance, but I felt that it was the most painless way for me to express my love for you. I feel very good about the fact that you know at least... I feel very good about the fact that you at least know my name and know how I feel about you. And by hanging around your dormitory, I've realized that I'm the topic of more than a little conversation, however full of ridicule ridicule it may be. At least you know I'll always love you. Jody. I would abandon this idea of getting Reagan in a second if I could only win your heart and live out the rest of my life with you, whether it be in total obscurity or whatever. 
I will admit to you that the reason I'm going ahead with this attempt now is because I just cannot wait any longer to impress you. I've got to do something now to make you understand in no uncertain terms that I'm doing all of this for your sake. By sacrificing my freedom and possibly my life, I hope to change your mind about me. This letter is being written only an hour before I leave the Hilton Hotel. Jody, I'm asking you to please look into your heart and at least give me the chance with this historical deed to gain your respect and love. I love you forever, John Hinckley. Wow. wow. I cannot imagine being Jodie Foster right? and doing that and being like, oh. Because you're like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he's like, I won't do this if you just love me. But in an hour, I'm going. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get that letter. I'm going to do this before you get this letter. But like, you could have stopped me. Like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and quit, so, quit putting your like stupid shit on women and saying that like, you did this for her because mm-hmm. of her to impress it. what this was just you and your moronic brain like quit putting this shit on women that's no yeah so at 2 25 p.m john shot reagan and three other men outside of the washington hilton hotel in washington dc so reagan was leaving the hotel after giving a speech to a gathering of union members when john fired several shots at the president and men with him so reagan's press secretary james brady was the most severely wounded he had been struck in the head but he did live wow yeah a police officer thomas delahanty was hit in the back a secret service agent timothy mccarthy was shot in the abdomen and reagan's lung was pierced with a bullet that just narrowly missed his heart like Mm -hmm. they were like it's a miracle it did not hit his heart yeah Reagan was able to walk into the hospital after being shot. And he was reported to have told his wife, honey, I forgot to duck. So (laughs) he's probably like losing so much blood. Like I forgot to duck. He's like, sorry, my bad. (laughs) Um, He had to go on. He had to undergo surgery to repair his injured lung, um, but he did make a full recovery. Um, However, James Brady was not so lucky. He was left with permanent brain damage and confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Um, He did become a well-known gun control advocate. And actually, when he died in 2014, they ruled his death as a homicide because of the shooting. They were like, he would have lived a lot longer had you not basically, you know, because there's a lot of like health issues that come from being in a wheelchair also. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So again, thankfully, Reagan did survive this attest- assassination attempt. Um, he did go on to serve like two terms as president. Um, he made history in a few ways. Uh, he was the first president to be divorced. Hmm. So before that, no one had been. Yeah. And he was also the president to elect the first woman to the Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor, which I also did not know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Ronald Reagan is not the greatest president we've ever had. He had his faults. But that's not really what this podcast is about. You can find plenty of podcasts to talk about Ronald Reagan and everything he did. Mm-hmm. Again, he's this is like John Lennon. He's mm-hmm. the victim here. I'm not going to sit here mm-hmm. and like bash him over anything. Yeah. So after Ronald Reagan's terms ended, he and Nancy returned to California and lived in Los Angeles. Um, he did reveal in 1994 that he'd been di- diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And on June 5th, 2004, he died of Alzheimer's at his home in Los Angeles. Um, at the time, he was the longest living president at 93, but Jimmy Carter has since surpassed him because he's currently 97 and will be 98 in October. Wow. 
So Reagan was given a state funeral in Washington, D.C., and later buried on the grounds of his presidential library. And Nancy Reagan died of heart failure in 2016 at the age of 94 and was buried next to her husband. So back to the scene of the crime in 1981. We're going to jump back. Um, really John was back. a media. See? Yeah. Full circle, Courtney. <laughs> full circle. We went full circle. So, um, <laughs> so. 1981. That's where we are. Um, John was immediately arrested because you can't just shoot the president and his men. Yeah. Um, he later said his, the assassination temp was an unprecedented demonstration of love and that he was Romeo and Jodie Foster was Juliet. Ugh. So John was put on trial and if you look into it, there are a lot of testimonies from different psychologists kind of talking both sides of his mental health. Um, mm-hmm. You can find that. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to bore, not bore you guys, but it's just like back and forth. You know how it is like, yeah. else, it's just like, yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he's whatever. Mm-hmm. But the jury did find him not guilty by reason of insanity. Wow. So he was sent to St. Elizabeth's hospital, which is a psychiatric facility in Washington, DC and an ABC news poll taken the day after the verdict, 83% of Americans believe that justice had not been served. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so once in St. Elizabeth's hospital, he started to show some weird tendencies. Um, he was pin pals with Ted Bundy before Bundy's execution in 1989. Um, Just keeping great yeah. company over here, sir. <laughs> yeah. Got some good friends, you know, <laughs> by the late 1990s, John's parents claimed that their son had made progress in his recovery. So he was working a clerical job within the hospital and he was kind of allowed to walk around freely throughout the hospital. Like he's not like confined to his room mm-hmm. or like shackled down anywhere. Yeah. And for many years, John had a girlfriend who was also a former patient of the hospital and his parents just kept fighting for more freedoms for their son. Um, in 1999, John was given permission to have supervised visits with his parents outside of the hospital. Um, he did temporarily lose some of those privileges a year after when a book on Jodie Foster was found in his possession. You just so. can't, you can't let go. Can't let go. <laughs> and this has been almost 20 years mm-hmm. from. So in 2003, he was allowed to resume visits. His parents then advocated for him to have more rights and unsupervised visits outside of the institution. Um, of course, the Reagans have been against these requests, including Ronald's daughter, Patty Davis, and his wife, Nancy. Like every time they were like, mm-hmm. no, this is not okay. Like you shot my husband, my father. Like, yeah. No. And three other people. Like this wasn't a. Uh, not that shooting one person makes it more acceptable, but it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And like, I kind of get it too, because like he, he, like he was shot and like three other people were shot one with like severe brain damage. And Mm -hmm. like, you were found not guilty by reason of insanity. So I can imagine like being a victim of that. Like you're, you're, you don't have that much sympathy for him. You're like, think so yeah I would like you to not be back in society yeah especially when 20 years later he still has a book on Jodie Foster so then you're like "Eh, what's going on here yeah and you were writing to Ted Bundy before and it's not yeah yeah so in July 2016 after being treated at St. Elizabeth's for 35 years John was deemed fit to live with his 90 year old mother in Williamsburg Virginia so 
Over the years, his supervised visits have been extended to like 17 days to like a mo- like 17 days a month. So like wow. half of the month, he's allowed to have these supervised visits like mm-hmm. staying elsewhere. And as part of his release plan, there were numerous restrictions imposed on him. So they were closely monitoring his movements. He There was like limits on how far he could travel. And he had to constantly provide authorities with his computer browsing history just to make sure he's not like Jodie Foster. Where's Jodie Foster? You know, yeah. <laughs> or buying a gun online. So in November 2018, he was allowed to move out of his mother's house and live on his own, um, but he had to remain within 75 miles of the city. And um, the doctor's like permission. So if like he wanted to travel outside, mm-hmm. um, he'd have to get doctor's permission. He did still have a long list of conditions and was required to meet with a social worker, a psychiatrist, and a therapist twice a month. Um, and he was also not allowed to own a gun or drink alcohol or use drugs. Um, he was also not allowed to be anywhere near any current or former presidents, vice presidents, or members of Congress. So they're like, you can't be near any elected yeah. official. <laughs> Quick question. So obviously, like if he was getting out of prison, it's like a parole officer that's monitoring this. Like who is monitoring this for him? Is it still like a parole officer or is it like? I think it's like a social worker because okay. he's having to meet with the social workers. So And like the psychiatrist and the therapist. So I guess maybe they had people within the psychiatric hospital who could maybe like a case manager. Okay. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just curious. I'm like, who who is in charge of like monitoring all of these restrictions and making sure that he, you know. Yeah. He had to like provide authorities with his computer browsing history. So I also don't know if there was some like law enforcement on this as well. Like it didn't really specify anywhere. Gotcha. Um, But I guess technically he's not like a criminal like he was technically found not guilty but you know i'm yeah (laughs) um he also had a gps enabled cell phone when he's away from home as well so they're kind of like gps tracking Mm -hmm. him as well and his mother did die at the age of 95 in 2021 so in september 2021 the court approved an agreement that would allow his full release in june 2022 So the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia wrote that John, quote, has recovered his sanity such that he does not present a danger to himself or others because of his mental illness, if unconditionally released. So they're like, we think he's healed, I guess Hmm. not healed, but, you know, Um, John has apologized for his actions and they do believe he has been fully rehabilitated. So they're confident that he has. Um, and John was officially released without conditions on June 15th, 2022. So about a month ago, Mm -hmm. not even, I think when this is released. (laughs) So on June 15th, 2022, John Hinckley Jr. Tweeted after 41 years, two months and 15 days in all caps, freedom at last with three exclamation points. So did I go on a huge deep dive of his Twitter? Yes, I did. I I was about Um, to do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So he also announced that he's officially launching his music career and he plans to go on a quote redemption tour where he will feature 17 original songs on June 1st. He also posted a tweet saying a big thank you to everyone who helped me get my unconditional release. What a long, strange trip it has been. Now it's time to rock and roll. He had a show planned for July 8th in Brooklyn, New York, and the show was actually sold out. Like all the tickets had been bought, 
but it was canceled saying they received multiple threats. Um, and they posted a statement how they do like, they did believe that ex convicts and people with mental illness can recover, but that we live in very dangerous times. And with the threats, it's just too dangerous for the community. Mm -hmm. They're like, we don't really care who it is. If we're getting this many threats, like we're not going to put people in danger. Um, and he tweeted on June 22nd that he was looking for more venues that wouldn't cave at the backlash. So he also has started posting original paintings on eBay as well. Okay. So he has an eBay account. He'll post on his Twitter, like this thing's for sale. Um, so that is the story of John Hinckley Jr. who is fully released. And now I'm kind of scared that I've done this case that he is going to post on one of our social media accounts, but I already did all the research when I thought about that. So that is the story of John Hinckley Jr., his obsession with Jodie Foster and his attempt at assassinating the president, Ronald Reagan. Wow. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot of process there. Um, Yeah. There was so much. So I've always heard like, People make jokes, stuff like that. Like, oh, the guy who tried to kill Reagan for Jodie Foster. You know, Mm -hmm. you hear that a lot, but there was so much I didn't know. Like how young she was when his obsession started. Um, You know, I knew Ronald Reagan had an assassination attempt, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know about the other three men who got shot. And James Brady, who had like permanent damage, you know. Mm -hmm. So. And I hadn't heard anything about these recent developments and him being fully released released. no 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 that's why i did the case yeah because i heard that he was fully released i was like maybe i should you know be timely i mean Mm -hmm. obviously it's like a month later but you gotta do the research yeah (laughs) Yeah. so it's you know timely and then i was like i didn't know i don't i personally didn't even know that he was found not guilty by reason of insanity and sent to like a psychiatric hospital and not like a jail or a prison yeah i just heard he was like released but i didn't know that either so Wow. Um, yeah. I'm kind of scared. Like, does he Google himself a lot? Like, are we going to pop I up? I hope not. <laughs> like... Should we, maybe we should title the episode assassination attempt of Ronald Reagan and not his mm. name. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I'm thinking we should do that just yeah. in case. Um, mm. Crazy, 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 a crazy story. I mean, I do believe it is possible. He has been, I mean, you are getting like mental health treatment. I hope he still continues to go to therapy. And yeah, like absolutely. Be on top of it. You know, you can't mental illness. Isn't like the flu where you mm-hmm. kind of like get over it and it's gone or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. so it takes a, a lifetime of commitment. That, and-, like, and I do believe he, you know, probably they do believe he is fully rehabilitated. I'm sure he is. And I hope that he's going to take this opportunity to like do things for good and mm-hmm. not backtrack I mean, at all. I do appreciate the fact that they did like a slow approach to it. Like it wasn't just Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, today you're released. See you later. It was like, okay, you can start to have like supervised and then a little unsupervised and then a little more at a time. And you can only stay with your mom and like very slowly giving him that back versus just like so much at once where you're kind of setting people up to fail. Like hopefully the way that it was done, you know, that he will continue to be successful in his Mm -hmm. new life, second life. Second chance, round two. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. You get the. I don't know. Yeah, uh, wow. we'll see what happens um, with this tour too. I mean, I guess. Let me know if he's coming to a city near you, and if you're going. <laughs> yeah, I, when you first said that, I was like, who Who would want to go? But then you said it was sold out, and I'm like, I guess there are people that would. 
want to I mean, go. Especially such like a high profile yeah. name, like to be like, yeah, I went to a concert by John Hinckley Jr. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we do perk of the week for espressos? Because I, I think we do. Okay. I was like, it's been so long. I don't remember. I think the only time we don't do perk of the week is Patreon. Okay. That sounds good to me. Courtney, what is your perk of the week? Courtney was not prepared to do a perk of the week for an espresso. It was not. Um, okay. So my perk of the week, I'm going to try, maybe this will backfire on me and something horrible is going to happen. But my perk of the week is that shortly after this recording, I will be getting ready and I will be going to a 4th of July funeral for our freedom cookout. We're all yes. wearing black. Um, so it's like an anti 4th of July party. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really excited because, you know, it was kind of hard to be like, how am I supposed to celebrate yeah. the 4th of July? Um, but I do love a cookout and I love a potluck. Um, so that is That'll my preemptive perk of the week um hopefully it'll all go well but i'm pretty excited and pretty excited to eat some food because you know isn't that what life's all about some good food it is andrew bought a new grill i don't know if you've andrew's been on a grill journey we've owned many a grill so he's he's got this new grill and he's been playing around with it he's been doing all this research he's been you know anyway so he grilled for a couple hours yesterday and made like stuff for all week and it turned out it's pretty good so hopefully you know he'll keep uh enjoying that and he he likes to get a hobby and then not and then just you know get tired of it very quickly like a phase yeah yeah, yeah. so we'll see how the, but I mean, he loves to cook so obviously that's a, a you mm-hmm. know a, a, a lengthy hobby so hopefully yeah. grilling will, will i stay. wish we had a grill i thought about getting like a little grill and then just like rolling it out in my garage when i want to grill yeah <laughs> do i that. only have like a patio and you can't really that's a fire hazard yeah. right there um so <laughs> Yeah, that'd be nice. Or if you guys just want to come here and Andrew will grill you as much stuff as you could possibly want. Um, that's a pretty long drive for a grill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is my perk of the week. Jacqueline, what is your perk of the week? So my perk of the week, speaking of Courtney hoping that she does not ruin it by talking about ahead of time, is that what I ruined by talking about ahead of time six weeks ago at this point, I finally got to have my spa day that Andrew got me for Christmas now that it is July. <laughs> Christmas in July. I you know, can it. just to stretch those presents out all year. Um, so I did finally get that yesterday. So it was super nice. I got this full body massage and a facial. I really enjoyed it. But Courtney, I do have to ask is are mm-hmm. most facials just the lady berating you for your cheap skincare and telling you that's why your skin sucks and trying to sell you expensive cleanser? No. Okay, cool. So this lady was just a bitch. So <laughs> Yeah. So when I got my facial, um, she just kind of asked like what I use in general and was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. And then I had asked her a question and she said like a product I was using, she was like, I don't recommend it. Cause it really dries you out. Mm-hmm. And like most products that have like witch hazel are just kind of like not worth your money. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's just kind of a scam on you. Um, but she, and she did say like, if you want one, like here's some products, like we would recommend, but mm-hmm. she didn't like push me to buy them. Like literally as soon as we started out, because she's like, have you ever had a facial before? And I was like, no. And then she's like, okay, like, tell me about your skin. And then she was like, what kind of products do you use? And like, what specific? Cause I was just like, oh, just like a cleanser and moisturizer. And then she's like, which kinds? And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like a Neutrogena. Well, that's the worst thing you can put on your skin. Like this lady acted like my skincare routine is like 
rubbing a fucking hamburger on my face or something like she was like oh my gosh like, she's yeah. like that is the worst thing you can put on your skin it's going to dry you out it's a ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. and so then like the whole time mm-hmm. she's like now see how, how good that feels now see how much better that feels than it normally does and then she's like now let me look for blackheads and she's like i bet you're gonna have them on your nose and your chin because that's where everyone who uses neutrogena has them because it doesn't really that's clean where your everyone face. who's a fucking human has them if you don't <laughs> right. get them cleaned out like, like i oh use curology God. and i still have shit in my nose that, right like, you gotta get scraped out like it and happens. it's like i feel like i have pretty decent skin too like i don't think i have this like not that it would be okay if i had bad skin but i'm like i like anyway so and i think was, there's a way to approach it to be like we don't really recommend yes, these products com- yeah. because of this this and this like yeah if you tell me like because that's what the girl said she was like i don't recommend the one you're because i said i used something else like i can't remember the product and mm-hmm. she was like oh she was like dr myers she was like i don't really recommend mm-hmm. that or whatever and i was like oh that's what i was using like i'll stop she was like yeah like it'll dry you out she was like but I'm not going to sit here. Like she didn't sit there and be like, wow, you have bad skin because yeah. it was more like, I've never had this kind of facial. And she was like, okay, well, we'll get in there and we'll get this shit out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it was very, like the massage was great. The masseuse was great. I liked her. I was not about this. And also, I also don't like someone who talks a lot through a facial. She talked to be honest. nonstop. And I'm like, girl, this is my spa yeah. day. I'm used to, I have people talking at me all day long. Like I just want to sit here in silence and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can ask me a few questions and we'll see like how it goes. Like I'll talk a little bit, but I don't want to talk the whole time. Yeah. And then like, she was like going on and on about like, like this product and this, and I'm like, I don't really care what you're using. Like, I mean, she did convince mm-hmm. me to buy a fucking $40 cleanser. So I guess it worked, but <laughs> That's the size of why. But then also, honestly, like, though, why is she pushing the cleanser and not pushing like a? Well, I guess a cleanser makes sense, but I don't know. Like, why is that the product? She's like, you have to use this one. Oh well, she wanted me to get like everything, and I'm like, girl, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not spending two hundred. Like, I'm already spent. You know. But this lady had so much Botox that she couldn't even make a facial expression. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, sit here and shit talk mm-hmm. me for my seven dollar cleanser. <laughs> Like, and it was just so like, I get like, yes, I'm here getting an expensive facial, but it was just so like elitist to be like, yeah, we're trash because you use. And I'm sure there are plenty of like drugstore products that are good enough. Like if you don't want to spend the money that you can recommend, you know, like I use Curology because it's only like 30 bucks a month Mm -hmm. for me to get like a cleanser or moisturizer that I use day and night. And then like something like a cream I use at night. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, like I can afford that. It's like 30 bucks a month. It's fine. Um, But yeah, to be like, you need this. It's going to last you a month. $200 yeah. worth of products. Like, I'm sure we can find products that are good enough. Like, yeah, like I did the one I got, like it was $40 for the bottle, but like, I mean, it's a decent size bottle that like you only need a small amount of it. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can see that like this bottle will last a long time and it did smell really good. And like, I did like the way that my face felt afterwards. But again, like you said, it's, it's all about the approach. Like you can be like, mm-hmm. if you're open to it, like we can talk about some, but just come compl- like from like the second I met this lady and I'm just like, I don't Mm. Yeah, no, like you can like inform people of like there are better products mm-hmm. without, you know, shaming them for what they use yeah. and like use like science of like, this is the reason you should not use it because yeah. it has like additives, blah, 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 like whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, she mostly only asked me the brand because I, with Curology, they have like a, I have a, like a recipe that I put mm-hmm. on at night mm-hmm. and she just wanted to make sure like products weren't going to conflict mm-hmm. and like, flip the shit basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like really the only reason they need to know. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, just know what, what you're getting into before you, anyway, but, but it was still the experience itself aside from her was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very relaxing. And the massage was just like, like every time she would like 
cover up like you know she'd take out a body part and massage it and then she like put mm-hmm. it back and i'm like please don't be the end please and then she opened i was like okay good because <laughs> like you know once yeah. it gets past a certain point i was like i have no idea how much time it's been but i'm not ready for this to be over yet <laughs> so every time i do that because i usually do an hour massages i'm like because i'm like wow hour and a half massage that feels long and then after an hour i'm like yeah i could go for another 30 minutes it, yeah could. mine was an hour and a half and i was just like where did this time go like this just yeah it was gone yeah Anyway, that was my very long-winded perk of the week. Um, if you guys want to tell us um, about your facial ladies, I don't know, what are they called? Yeah, those people. Mm-hmm. Or if you are <laughs> one, if you like to berate people for their cheap skincare, please don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, just tell us all the things on Instagram at Caffeinated Crimes Pod. We are on Twitter at Caff Crimes Pod. That's C-A-F-F Crimes Pod. We will hopefully not be retweeted by John Hinckley. Um, <laughs> we are on Facebook at Caffeinated Crimes Podcast. You can email us at caffeinatedcrimespod at gmail.com. Um, if you are so inclined, you can go to patreon.com slash caffeinatedcrimes. Like we mentioned in the beginning, today's episode is a video episode. Um, it is unedited, so any of the uh, little uh, mishaps in the middle that mm-hmm. get cut out and polished for perfection for this channel are unfiltered on Patreon. So if you want to yep. see what else we said and did and things that aren't appropriate for <laughs> the wide world, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't even. And we're still doing um, monthly hangouts for all tiers. So make mm-hmm. sure you uh, join up for the summer for that. So, um, yeah, so this episode, actually, if you're listening to this, the day this episode is released tomorrow is our Google hangout. So we yes. will add you on if you join Patreon in any tier and you can come hang out with us. Kevin's brothers will be in town. Who knows what the hell you're going to hear in the background? <laughs> because I'll be like, I have to do something. And they'll be like, Garnet, 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 Garnet. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, when you said, hopefully they'll leave you alone. I was like, if you say specifically that you're doing something that you need to be left alone, they will not leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'll just have to like sneak away. Yeah. Um, but who knows what they'll be doing. They might. <laughs> be out somewhere and I'll be, be home alone also, but who knows? Um, but yeah, so you can get that. And then we do have 23 bonuses that you have access to. Wow. And we have another bonus coming out this month at the end of the month on, that'll be the 24th bonus. So a lot of perks over there. Um, and if you join certain tiers, you can get a pen, a sticker, discord access and all tiers. Like mm-hmm. the options are, are endless. Um, but also please do review us on apple and spotify john hinkley jr please give us five stars because i'm not saying anything bad and maybe i said stuff wrong and you're gonna try to correct me but you never know please give us five stars anyway um go have a cup of coffee and don't commit a crime